0: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis down the middle. He's got it. Elijah Moore, the twenty, the ten, the five, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent route. He'll hit immediately. Got the handoff. You know and it's The <laughs> Q Oh my gosh. Listen,
1: thank you.
2: From the jet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it is time to talk Zach Wilson film, we're going to go over His performance against The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Arguably his best game from top to bottom Of the entire season with the Thunder from down under, Mr. Luke Grant The man who does all the great film work On our YouTube channel, the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, Luke, thanks for hopping on brother
1: Hey, it's good to be here. It's always good to talk about positive Zach Wilson tape. I also have one eye on the horizon at what next week looks like. It's a little bit scary going into Buffalo in that situation with the playoffs and the snow and a lot of injuries. But looking back, it was an incredible week for Zach. Probably his best performance in the NFL against a quality defense, and that was really good to see.
2: No question about it. I think one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough is the calm that he displayed under pressure and the one play that i keep citing and i loved it and i know that you made a long video 12 minutes of the all 22 footage on our youtube channel so for anybody who hasn't watched that yet go ahead and check it out and of course subscribe to our channel was that zach wilson had this one play where he was about to get ground into dust by vita vea and instead of panicking he calmly flicked the ball over to ty johnson who is his safety valve And Ty Johnson took the ball for 25 yards. Remarkable considering what Zach Wilson looked like at the beginning of the year. I have no doubt in my mind that if this had happened, say, week two or three, Wilson would have chucked the ball up in the air or tried to run backwards and gotten sacked and probably fumbled the ball. What an amazing difference between then and now. It shows a lot of real growth.
1: I actually think Mike LaFleur hit the nail on the head when he spoke to the media yesterday what Mike talked about Jets offensive coordinator was that the numbers don't always tell the full story that Zach Wilson, it was his best game in the NFL because of how calm he looked and how slow he looked in a good way. There was no rushing through progressions. His feet and his eyes were timed correctly. He was able to do these full field progressions, things we haven't seen. And then talking about the screen that you mentioned, what made it so impressive was that Vita Veya, the 300-pound elite athlete, was bearing down on him. Dan Feeney turns the wrong way. He doesn't check him. I understand it's a screen, and you're supposed to have pressure in a, on a screen situation, but you're not supposed to have the nose come through untouched. The way he drifted in the pocket, and he gave himself time, and then he flipped it up. You're right. Against Atlanta, he throws that into Morgan Moses' head, or he finds a way to throw it into alignment, and it gets intercepted. So it was great to see that poise, that calmness, and that translated in every facet from the pocket. This was BYU Zach in the pocket. This kid was just ripping balls. And I know we'll get into it, but it was that calmness and that poise that really stood out. And that was great to see. And the development in that area has been huge for Zach Wilson.
0: It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
2: see website for details play
0: like a jet play like a jet
2: luke let's go back to what you mentioned about the progressions because especially sitting there in the stadium you could see it from the all 22 view as i like to call it, because you get the entire field from up in the stands he was calmly going through his progressions the game has clearly slowed down for him tell me about that aspect of what you saw on sunday
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times I've come on this show and said that in college, Zach Wilson didn't throw the ball very often in the middle of the field. And that was a concern coming into it. His progressions and then throwing to the middle part of the field has been close to elite the last four or five weeks. And it's something that we didn't see, but it just goes to show that just because you didn't see something on the college tape doesn't mean it's not there. It just wasn't what BYU did. I'm going to give you a perfect example of the full field reads and throwing an in-breaking route. So Early in the game, they're in a cover three look out of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Zach Wilson's eyes go left. He's got a little flat corner combo. He's reading one to two on the left-hand side. It's not there. He swings his feet and his eyes all the way across. He's perfectly aligned to the right side of the field now. And he hits Jeff Smith on a dig. So for anyone that doesn't know what a dig route is, it's an in. So the receiver's cutting in towards the middle of the field. You had a clear out from Tyler Croft. His third read. His eyes have traveled the entirety of the field in width, and he just lasered that ball in there behind a linebacker. Another example, he looks one way. The the, uh, the linebacker, Devin White, same kind of concept. It's a dig. He moves him, Zach Wilson does, not just with his eyes, but with his body. His full body was lined up like he was throwing it to the sideline, and he was throwing some kind of sit or a corner out but he threw it across his body and it wasn't a bad throw like Sam Darnold where you go, he's falling away. Come on, Zach, step into it. He completely fooled Devin White and sent him the wrong way to open a window in zone because of his alignment and his eyes. Those things, Scott, the full field reads, moving defenders in zone, they're elite characteristics that you don't see from a rookie. Like even when Justin Herbert was playing great last year, and I'm not comparing Zach's rookie season to Justin Herbert's, but you didn't see that stuff. A lot from him it was just a, it was oozing arm talent zach is starting to get that cerebral part of the game it's reads it's understanding where to go in concepts and it's moving defenders and all of that was just a joy to watch
2: one thing that i talked about on the post game report with andy vasquez is that zach wilson offered you so much hope coming out of the draft simply because if you watch this tape You notice that he was really good at reading defenses. Now, there was going to be an adjustment between reading defenses at the collegiate level and reading really complicated defenses at the pro level, defenses run by guys like Bill Belichick and, as we saw this past Sunday, Todd Bowles. That was something that was a strength of his, though, in college. He was just going to have to bring it to the next level in the pros. I never believed watching the tape that that was anything we saw to Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, or Sam Darnold in college. We just hoped that it was a skill that would develop. In this case, it was a skill Wilson had already developed, but was taking to a higher level. We're starting to see that now, I believe, and we saw it on full display against Tampa Bay. Do you think this is an accurate way of looking at things?
1: Most definitely. I just think he's becoming so accustomed to what he's seeing now and understanding defenses and fronts and reading coverages post-snap and pre-snap because they're not always going to tell you what they're doing before the ball snapped. So looking at your key defender, maybe it's a safety, maybe it's a linebacker, and based on his rotation or his movement on the field, that's going to give you the key to what the coverage is and therefore where you should go with your eyes. That's such an important part of playing the quarterback position. It's not just throwing the football, and that's something that Zach struggled with. But now that he's getting ahead around that mental side, he's less frantic with his footwork, with his mind, and he's able to do those things with the football that we knew he could do. No one sat here. No one that opinion I valued personally was sitting there and saying, Zach Wilson is an inaccurate quarterback. Zach Wilson wasn't reading coverages correctly. And then he was frantic because his eyes were in the wrong spot. I'll give you an example. On Sunday, he wanted to throw a ball down the seam. Uh, I believe it was to Jeff Smith, and he wanted to rip it. You could tell he was itching to throw it because he knew that's where it should go against the coverage. Jeff Smith didn't get open. He opens his shoulder flips it like a second baseman to Michael Carter, and Carter scurries for nine yards down the field. They get a first down. Again, another example of progression, but understanding what the defense was giving you originally, where he should go with the football, but then where his check down is. And these, as you mentioned, these are the creme de la creme of offensive, sorry, defensive coordinators. Bill Belichick, and we're going to see, we saw um, Todd Bowles this week. You're going to see McDermott and Leslie and what those guys have got. So. I'm intrigued to see it continue. I'm a little worried about this week in a vacuum, but all in all, I think his development and understanding of defense is where to go. It's back to college football, Zach Wilson, which is great to see because it is the most important part. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are always ahead and finding touchdowns and able to, to get to a progression before they should, because they're smart and they understand where to go pre-snap. Zach Wilson's putting it together and that's great for Jets fans.
2: What's also great to see is that the way he's doing it is sustainable, and as much as we all love that game against the Tennessee Titans, those plays like a 52-yard strike to Corey Davis downfield are going to be plays that you see once in a while. They're not going to be the bread and butter. He's not going to live and die on those plays. But the plays that he made on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, those are repeatable plays. That performance is a repeatable performance. And the fact that he was able to do that and be so highly efficient and make such great throws like the one to Keelan Cole that's been making the rounds on social media, just the absolute dart that he threw, that is a great sign as well because, as we said, That Tennessee game was awesome, and those plays were phenomenal. It's like I always say about Josh Allen. There are only a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL that are capable of making those throws, but even the best quarterbacks are not going to be able to make those throws on a weekly basis. But what Zach Wilson did in this game, hopefully he can, if not do it on a weekly basis, then at least do it on a reasonably consistent basis
1: repeatability was the perfect word there, Scott, because when you watch the NFL, as you said, everyone's so enamored with the big plays, the splash plays, the explosives, uh, which Todd Bowles, sorry, not Todd Bowles, which Robert Sala talked about from the defensive perspective. But what you want to see, 70%, 80% of what you do in the NFL and how you win is throwing digs, slants, um, out routes, and things like that. Like that's how you win. That's what you're going to have on your plate the most as a quarterback. And if you do those things at a high level and you can be number one, accurate number two, decisive, and number three, make the correct decision, then you're going to have huge success in the NFL. Zach Wilson must've had six or seven big time throws that I looked at and went, that was incredible. You mentioned the ball to Keelan Cole uh, from the uh, from the 19-yard first and 10, and he zipped it down there, then got down, wanted to make sure it was a catch, and went for the hurry-up quarterback sneak. Smart play, great ball, love to see it. Repeatable, as you mentioned. You had the out route to, uh, to Corey Davis. I wish it was to Corey Davis. The out route to Keelan Cole that he dropped, perfect location, repeatable, something you're going to see a ton in this offense. Uh, you had Kenny Yaboa down the seam, Kenny Yaboa on a dig. I already talked about the – uh, the dig to Smith earlier in the in the podcast. These are all such repeatable plays. They're high-volume throws. If you have success with those, you will be a successful quarterback. That is the progression we should be most excited about. Don't worry about there not being the explosive plays. Elijah Moore's not on the field. Corey Davis aren't on the field. They're your field stretchers at the moment for the Jets. What you need to worry about and should be excited about seeing is the fact that he's throwing these digs, slants, outs, uh, and posts and things like that at a high level. They're super repeatable. And that is how the Jets are going to win going forward. And that's how the Jets are performing right now on offense. Zach Wilson, with not a lot around him, he's doing a great job at the quarterback position.
2: Bringing up the fact that Zach Wilson did not have a lot around him is a huge point here because when you take a look at who Zach Wilson was out there with You mentioned Kenny Eboa Daniel Brown is another guy We got one quarter of Michael Carter And then the rest of the game was Ty Johnson and Austin Walter At wide receiver It was Keelan Cole, Brexton Berrios And Jeff Smith And then you take a look at the fact that they were playing the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their old friend Todd Bowles, who was one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. Now, they didn't have Shaq Barrett and they didn't have Levante David, but still, this was one of the best defenses in the NFL. You put together the fact that he had very little to work with and he was going up against such a strong unit and he was still able to do this in a repeatable way. That's about as good as it gets. And as you said, you can look at the box scores all you want. But if you watch the tape, the film doesn't lie. Zach Wilson was outstanding. And the performance was even more outstanding when you consider the factors that I just mentioned.
1: Yeah. Jamel Dean, Vita Vea, Devin White. These are high caliber NFL players, even without Shaq Barrett and JPP and those guys. So it's a huge performance when you put that into consideration or take that into consideration. And then also what he didn't have. I mean, we're not only talking about uh, the fact that he doesn't have weapons. He was playing without uh, Conor McGovern, who has been better than fans think. And Dan Feely was incredible in the running game. But there were a couple of times, like the screen we talked about earlier, where he had busts in protection. He was playing without George Fant for the entire second half. And he had Chumarodoga just getting toasted time after time. The protection was really bad in the second half. I know people will say, oh, the Jets actually, the offensive line was great. Good on him. They were pretty bad in the second half. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade with protection. So he was overcoming the line issues. And then you've got Keelan Cole and Denzel, well, not even Denzel Mims, and Jeff Smith on the outside. That's a recipe for disaster. It's difficult for a good quarterback, an established veteran quarterback, to play well with all those considerations we just mentioned. For Zach Wilson to play the best game of his career, and yes, I understand he's played 13 games or whatever it is, but for him to perform at that level with those circumstances Is a huge feather in his cap. It was another game like the, uh, the game against the Dolphins that I was worried about Zach playing in. I was worried about him playing the Jags game. I'm a little worried about Buffalo, frankly, but he just keeps continuing to improve. And this is the key for me, Scott. And it talks about the talent around him. This is the first time I watched Zach Wilson and I thought this kid in the NFL looks like a talent multiplier. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is. And that's what Tom Brady is. And that's what Josh Allen is. And that's what I saw everywhere on the BYU tape. Hadn't seen it yet. And it's understandable. He's a rookie on a bad football team coming into a two-win Jets franchise. I saw it. He was a talent multiplier, and that's huge with the lack of talent he had around him.
2: Luke, did you just compliment Josh Allen, or am I hallucinating?
1: No, just to confirm, I was talking about the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars' <laughs> number three overall pick. I definitely wasn't talking about Buffalo Josh Allen, who leads the NFL in uh, in turnovers outside of Trevor Lawrence. <laughs>
2: Of course, there will never be a voluntary compliment of Josh Allen coming from Luke's mouth no matter what happens. But, Luke, one thing that I do think we need to talk about as well, in addition to the arm talent and the decision-making, is that I think Zach Wilson, for the first time since the injury looked confident using his legs last week against the Jaguars, but I think he looked even more confident this week against the Buccaneers. Now, he's not going to be Michael Vick. He's not going to, on a regular basis, be getting 91 yards like he did against the Jaguars, but what I loved about him in this game is that he used his legs to do exactly what he needed to do, which was buy time and either find a way to get rid of the ball or find somebody who is open and try to make a play. But It didn't lead to any kind of desperation plays. It didn't lead to anything, like I said before, like him running backwards 20 yards and potentially getting sacked and coughing the ball up. I hate to bring this guy up because he obviously is not a very good NFL quarterback. But if you remember the year that the Bears went to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky, his strongest attribute was his ability to do what I just said. His big downfall, of course was the fact that beyond that, he was essentially Mark Sanchez. He couldn't really read defenses. He didn't make good decisions. But when it came to using his legs, he knew exactly how to use them to pick up some yardage when he needed to and to buy time to get rid of the ball or to try and find somebody open. We saw that with Zach Wilson. Obviously, we want to continue to see him making good decisions with his arm. But him being able to use his legs to supplement that, I think, is huge.
1: I said it last week on the show for people who listen, I apologize for repeating myself, but that's why he reminds me of Russell Wilson as an athlete. It's not always going to result in 50 yard runs like we saw last week. And what we see from Lamar Jackson or even a Josh Allen type, but it's the escapability extending plays. I just, I have one pet peeve. I do not want to hear anybody call Zach Wilson a sneaky good athlete. Zach Wilson is a good athlete. He's borderline an elite athlete for the quarterback position. There aren't 10 quarterbacks who are better, or five even, probably quarterbacks that are better athletes than Zach Wilson. People forget about the explosive testing numbers because they're not in the combine. But the people who he worked with in the draft process said that Zach was the second most explosive athlete that's ever come through their testing facility. Let's not get it twisted. He's not going to be running 23 miles an hour, but he's got wheels. He's elusive. He's really great and cerebral with his movement skills in the pocket. This kid is a special talent as an athlete. Let's not turn him into, oh, you know, he's got a bit of Sam Darnold ability to get out and make a play. This kid's really special as an athlete. And as you said, it's not going to be the running every single week. It's not going to be breaking off chunk plays, but the escapability, the maneuverability, the way that Mike LaFleur is starting to move him within the pocket and move the pocket, those things are going to be special and allow the Jets to have a really great opportunity to be unique on offense.
2: Luke, any other observations you had that we didn't touch on yet?
1: Look, I just think that it was. we've talked about the eyes. We've talked about uh, the timing. I just think his base keeps getting better, Scott. The feet are the most important part of playing quarterback from a mechanical perspective. And people kept having a go at Zach Wilson coming out of the Texans game and saying that John Beck had done nothing to improve him because they forgot that the Jets had actually hired John Beck. But realistically, the feet were the issue for Jet, for Zach. They were a little bit choppy. They are a little bit Sam Darnold-like. He was not stepping into the bucket towards his target. That is gone. I mentioned the throw before when he was going down the seam and he checked down. His base in that play and alignment was like elite. And go and watch TJ O'Sullivan if you think I'm biased. His video with the QB school, an awesome video on Zach Wilson as well. I watched it last night when I got home from work. And he echoed that as well. The base, there's no heel clicks. The width, the confidence, the direction and alignment, all of those things were fantastic. And if he gets that right, you're not going to see any inaccuracy from Zach Wilson again because the mind's clear and the feet are in the right spot.
2: Luke, season finale coming up against the Buffalo Bills. What are you looking for in this last game out of Zach Wilson?
1: I'm looking to avoid laying an egg heading into the off season. I don't want to see the last thing in Zach in people's minds about Zach Wilson be a negative performance. And you and I will know that. Well, there's no George Fant, there's no McGovern, there's no this and that. I just want to see him be comfort, uh, to be competent and to say, you know what, the Jets only scored ten points against the Bills' best uh, best pass defense in the NFL, but Zach Wilson did his job and people let him down. He needs to be on time with his eyes. And his feet again. They're the two keys. Just keep making good decisions, being on time, and making sure your alignment correct is to the sorry is correct to the target. If he does those things, I'm not worried about the outcome. I'm not worried about statistics. I just want to see him get those fundamentals right to not have a stinker so we can move on and say, look, six of the last seven games for Zach Wilson, or five of the last six were a huge step forward outside of the Saints game. We saw him progress against elite defenses, Miami, Tampa, Buffalo. And if we can walk away feeling great about Zach Wilson after playing in those conditions, the team's fighting for a divisional playoff spot Uh, there. It's going to be snowing. Uh, It's going to be loud in that building with those Buffalo fans. He's got a lack of talent. If he can just get through it, we can say, oh, he wasn't the issue today. I think that's a huge win for us.
2: Luke Grant the Thunder from Down Under thanks so much for coming on and breaking down Zach Wilson's performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with me really appreciate it you've got a 12 minute all 22 video up on our YouTube channel for everybody to check out also, we've got a lot of cool gear at our store, TeePublic.com. I know you know quite a bit about what's up there and who designed the material. So talk a little bit about what's on our YouTube channel, what's coming up in the next couple of days and weeks, and what people will find at our store at TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com.
1: The TeePublic stuff is awesome, Scott. Um, my partner, Alex, she was part of the de- design process. She drew all of the concepts out there on there, except for the, obviously the play like a jet logo, which was pre-existing. but we've got the Zach Wilson says go long range, which is awesome. It's got the caricature of Zach, you know, pointing down the field to Corey Davis from the Tennessee game. I love that. I have that on the shirt with that logo. It's got the play like a jet logo in a jet shape in behind it. Just an awesome concept. Uh, we've got the Zach, the ripper range talking about um, how well he's played. I mean, that's really kind of fitting. So that's a, a, an awesome design. John Franklin Myers and Quinn and Williams with the, the bless you. Thank you range. I already mentioned the play like a jet logo. And I say this all the time, but it's not just shirts. You can get it on mugs, on phone cases, on hoodies and sweatshirts and stuff like that. So make sure you support not only the play like a jet team, but also my partner, Alex, you can find her underscore. Can I be Frank on IG Uh, and then yeah, on the YouTube channel. But when you're listening to this, uh, I'll already have dropped the video on Elijah Tucker. That was just incredibly fun film. He had a PFF grade of 90, a run-blocking grade, I think, of 93. That matched up with what I saw. He was just phenomenal. Uh, and there's a few more things coming. Check out next week. There'll be a video on Makai Becht and why he's the must-start left tackle for the Jets in 2022, uh, some things like that. There'll be recaps on the season, some fun little awards. So make sure you stay posted uh, and, and subscribe to the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel.
2: Check out playlegajet.com, the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, the Play Like a Jet store at tpublic.com That's T E E Public.com. And make sure you give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlegajet.com.
0: 18 plus.